0: Hey, it is Monday, April 18th, 2022. This is Baseball Today. Welcome to the week. That is Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. And Plouffe, this is a historic day for John Boy Media. First of all, we want to welcome everybody that is joining us live via the AMP app. We greatly appreciate it. If you're joining us as usual on our YouTube channel or via the podcast version, go to your iPhone uh, or any of your Apple products, and download the AMP app. It's the black and gold one, so you can join us and be part of the conversation. All of you that are hanging out and listening today, thank you very much. We'll be taking your questions, your comments, your concerns. So make sure you hold tight as we fight through here on baseball today. And, Pluffy, what that is not your usual setup. Can you let everybody know where you are?
1: I think everyone knows. I am in Hawaii on vacation, but I'm bringing everybody the baseball news early in the morning. I'm looking out. The moon is still up. Chris, I got a beautiful fountain right over here serenading me soon. The sun will rise and I'll see it over the beautiful Pacific ocean, but I'm built different I'm here on vacation to do this with you. So let's get it going.
0: All right, good. But I want you to project your voice so that you wake up the entire hotel over in Hawaii. Okay. So I really want you to be loud and ferocious.
1: I had to take a lamp from my room out to my balcony i'm sure people are looking like what the hell is this guy doing what kind of mic is this what's going on i'm a famous baseball media person people that's what's going on
0: yeah we like we prefer to call you content creator but let's get it going with a guy who has created a massive amount of content in just two major league starts so far hunter green pitching in his hometown of los angeles over the weekend 39 pitches of at least 100 miles per hour against the dodgers uh, he did end up losing the game, but still was very impressive. Has he in just two starts become must see TV
1: for you? Go that far. Look, I, I love Hunter green. Um, you know, I've interacted with him on multiple occasions. I know his personality and what kind of, uh, uh person he is. And, I think if you haven't watched him pitch at all, you should go watch him pitch. It's a lot of fun. Like you said, 39 pitches over the 100-mile-an-hour mark. That was more than, like, four teams have ever had since the StatCast era began in 2009. So, like, this guy is bringing heat. It's just that I I feel like we're starting to see 100 a lot. So, I'm not going to say he's must-watch TV. One, because he's on the Reds. And, (laughs) like, I'm pretty mad at the Reds. Uh, and, and two, we're just starting to see it a little bit more. I, I want to see guys with 100 with the complimentary pitches, which he does have. So I guess I'm contradicting myself a little bit. Uh, I will say, if you haven't seen him pitch, go pitch. I'm not going to give him the must see TV just yet. He's only two starts into his career. I love you, Hunter.
0: Well, I will say this I, I think he has become must see TV. Um, you know, I don't care what the Reds are doing. I mean, if I want to see an individual player play, particularly a starting pitcher, I can mark it down whenever he's starting. And I'll be tuned in to his next start against, I think it's the St. Louis Cardinals. So um, I have no problem with it whatsoever as far as the team success as opposed to the individual success. I I can only compare it to guys that I've seen and guys I've been excited to see. The last guy I was this excited to see on a consistent basis was Doc Gooden when he came up. I think it was 1984. Seriously that's where it came from now doc was so different back then because guys were not throwing 98 they just weren't you know guys who were throwing heat back then it was like 92 93 there was the exceptional exception you know of a nolan ryan and that sort of guy but now there are as you mentioned so many guys that are throwing high velocity that it doesn't stand out as much but in terms of pure excitement and what he brings to the game i'm in
1: Oh I am too especially in LA obviously he's from there he's from the valley me and you are valley boys so you're you're an implant but it's okay we we ah. we got you bro or was that transplant transplant implants not the right word yeah, right there but
0: but in LA but it they is.
1: eventually you know he was at Dodger Stadium You're right they, they eventually they had so many people with him at Dodger Stadium cuz you know his family was there to see him they eventually had to kick him off the field so like he he's got a great group around him his aura is very calming and settling this guy's going to be pitching for a long time so we're going to see him pitch you're going to hear more and more about hunter green as the season goes on i actually have him picked as my nl rookie of the year so uh keep it up i, I texted him after the game and told him to keep it up man he really uh has kind of he's got the right mentality all
0: right um speaking of la uh the reds move on and the atlanta braves come in so that means that Freddie Freeman gets a look at his former team for the first time. Now, we know it's not going to be emotional as his trip to Atlanta will be later this season. But how big a deal is it since the series is now in LA? And I want you to keep talking.
1: Don't go anywhere. Go. I think that uh, it still is emotional for Freddie. I get like the Atlanta fans won't, won't be there to see it. Uh, Um, Freddie's been in that Braves uniform his entire career. That's all he knows. And once you see, you know, your former teammates in that uni, it just brings something back. And, you know, uh, I read a little bit about the Braves and what they're thinking about seeing Freddie for the first time, you know, on the opposing side. And, you know, all they said was, I can't wait to see him. He's a good guy. Like, I'm excited to just talk with him. They didn't mention baseball at all. Uh, the only thing that I guess they did mention one thing about baseball, they said, you know, losing Freeman has was tough, but it's a lot easier when you have Matt Olson filling in for him. It's like, you don't miss a beat. So it's going to be for Freddie emotional to see his teammates in those, in that uniform and him looking down and be like, dang, I got Dodger blue on, um, but, you know, I think uh, you're right, Chris. When he goes back to Atlanta, I think we're going to see a huge outpour of emotion for him because he's going to get a standing ovation there. I don't care what anybody says. I know, like he, some people say, "Oh, you should have went back, Freddie." But like, no, dude, for what he did for that city, brought him and brought him a World Series championship, an MVP. He was just an ambassador for so long. He's going to have uh, a, a very nice welcome party when he gets back to Atlanta.
0: Yeah, listen, um. I think it'll be great for him to be able to see all his buddies. Um, Ronald Acuna is not on the trip, so we don't have to deal with that. But it's not Atlanta. I mean, that's just the way it is. It's not Atlanta. And so it'll be emotional for him to go hug Ozzie Albies, uh, go hug Austin Riley, go say hi to Charlie Morton and Max Fried, all that sort of stuff. I get it. But We've seen that countless times, so this isn't any different. To me, it's a bigger deal that Kenley Jansen is coming back less than two weeks into the season. I mean, let's remember, Kenley Jansen did a lot for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Did a ton. He's their all-time saves leader. Did he have some bumps in the road? Absolutely. But what closer outside of Mariano Rivera hasn't? Um, So I'll be excited, and I'll be curious. If he comes in for a save situation, What song do they play? Do they play a song or not?
1: That'll be interesting to see. You know, everybody wants the Jansen versus Freeman at bat. It's a really good point about you saying Jansen's coming home. Cause that's, I think they're going to, I think they give him his song. He did a lot for LA too, man. He was there for a long time. I think they're going to treat him uh, very well coming back to LA. Yeah, I would hope so. I mean, come on, if you don't, then there's a real problem in my opinion.
0: So Yes. You need to be yes. able to do that. Uh you need to be able to treat him the right way. Is he the enemy for 3 games? Yes, but that's that's utterly ridiculous if you're going to, you know, hold any grudges and like show him the love that he
1: that he appreciates and and should get. Now that I'm thinking about it, I, there's no way they play california love when he comes in for like if it's like a save situation there's no way they can play that dude like he needs to come in in like a, a a bs situation first let him get his love and then okay here's the ball game let's go they can't do california love for a save opportunity for a visiting team you just can't you can't do it yes they do yes they do they need
0: to they should um yeah i think it'd be the cl- i'd be the i think it'd be the the classy thing to do no
1: I mean, you're right. It's just that save situation. You know, the opposing team's closer coming in. I get it's Kenley Jansen. But, dude, if you're a hitter on on the Dodgers, like, what is going on here, bro? We're trying to win this game. Although, you know, they love Kenley over there, so maybe they'll understand.
0: All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be fun to see Freddie Freeman go against his old team and Kenley Jansen get a shot at his old team. Uh, most interesting matchup of the night might be the 7-2 and two Giants taking on the 7-3 and three New York Mets, of course, weather, weather pending. Which team has surprised you more through the first week and a half of the season?
1: It's, this sounds really ridiculous coming out of my mouth because the Giants won 107 last year, but it's the Giants. The other team is the Mets, and I'm more surprised about the Giants winning this many games to start the season. It's kind of crazy in my mind. It makes sense. though. Uh, know, the Mets had that historical offseason, bringing in all these amazing players, and they've done it. Both these teams have done it via their pitching staffs. Like Their pitching has just been absolutely incredible. I think the Giants uh, gave up six runs uh, on opening day, and since then ha- they haven't given up more than four in a game. If you go to baseball reference and you go to the team stats – and you just look up pitching stats and you click on any single one the giants and the mets are going to be top 3 along with like the dodgers like those, those three teams have just pitched i think the giants and the mets have each allowed less than 3 runs per game that is how you get off to a 7 and 2 and a 7 and 3 start and that's how you're going to continue to win in these tough divisions that they're in they just got to pitch i don't know what the giants have done up there i mean i do know I do know. I've talked about it before. Like their coaching staff's incredible. They have uh like a coach for every like two players or something like that. Like everyone is getting the help that they need up there and they're flourishing. Uh but yeah, I'm I'm the dummy this year that picked the Giants to not even make the playoffs. I think I picked under their win total. Me too, I am dude. you from last year. <laughs> what are we doing, bro? Like we got we all we do is praise this coaching staff and and what they're doing up there and then we just we write them off and it's stupid and I'm coming back on the second week of the season. Okay. Tell me.
0: I'll tell you exactly why, because we loved the Rodon pickup and he's been fantastic through two starts. I mean, he's been arguably the best pitcher in baseball, Um, but they needed a right-handed stick, particularly without Posey coming back. And then when Longoria went down, we looked at that lineup and said, where's the right-handed pop going to come from other than Darren Ruff? Like, do they have any? And, and, you know, we were like, say a Suzuki would have made perfect sense. So there, there were question marks coming into the season. And, oh, by the way, I still think it's going to take a lot for a lot of those veterans to duplicate the seasons they had last year, right? Brandon Crawford, Brandon Belt. Um, you know, we'll see if Lamont Wade can continue his magical run, particularly late in games and stuff like that. But they didn't add a stick to that lineup where you went, yeah, that makes a ton of sense, other than Jock Peterson, and he's a lot like some of the other guys they've got on that team.
1: I I get it, and we talked about Buster Posey, Buster Posey leave, leaving, but they knew all along they had Joey Hart coming in, and we kind of talked about that. These are huge shoes to fill. He's filling them right now. I know it's only nine games into the season, but he's Slowly filling roll, those shoes brother. up, isn't he?
0: yes he is he's and that was the question well and i'm saying too is that you're not you cannot compare a guy who you know could have been a possible hall of famer in buster posey to a guy who's logged 70 big league games in joey
1: Bart. i'm not doing that sorry i i i agree with that but he does have the at least the prospect pedigree so you're replacing him with someone who you drafted very high i think what was he like the. he was a first pick. What pick in the first round? I think Number two, really the second overall pick. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like you're 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 replacing him with someone who you think is going to be really good, not just like we hope this guy's good. Like they think Joy Bart can be the next best Posey uh-huh. in a perfect world,
0: and he might be. I just don't. I don't want to label some guy after 70 games as the greatest thing ever. Whereas <laughs> with Hunter Green, 10 minutes ago, I was saying I can't miss one of his starts. That's just, I'm not saying he's going to be the best pitcher ever. (laughs) All I'm saying is, is that I love watching him pitch. Um, Two other things. We know about the Mets numbers, a 1.07 ERA for their starters through 10 games, which is the lowest that's been going on in over a century. And Jacob deGrom has yet to throw a pitch. Very, very impressive stuff. People are sleeping on the Giants pitching staff, right? Nine games so far. No starter is allowed more than two runs. That's their greatest streak to start a season in franchise history and the second longest in major league baseball history the 1966 white Sox went 11 straight to start the season without giving up more than two
1: runs by a starter chris going back to my runs per game stat the giants are (laughs) the giants are giving up 2.22 runs per game that is how team is and this makes a ton of sense like you probably guess who the worst pitching team is the texas rangers oh sorry they're giving up over six runs a game you can't fix your squad unless you have pitching guys i've been trying to tell you that today's edition
0: of baseball today is presented to you by our friends over at mugsy jeans head on over to mugsy.com Use the promo code today. You're going to get 10% off your entire order. And I will tell you this. I love Mugsy jeans. I cannot stop wearing them. In fact, my wife was like, listen, dude, you've got to go wash them. You've worn them so much now. Go put them in the washing machine. And I got to be honest with you. I love them because she loves them. Now, I've talked about my, my weight fluctuation issues over the years. The thing about Mugsy jeans is it goes with you wherever you go weight-wise. So if you're up a couple of pounds, don't worry, the jeans will expand with you and still make you look great. If you're down in your comfort level where you want to be, they're not so baggy that you're like, geez, dude, why don't you go buy a new size of jeans? No, no, no. That's the thing about Mugsy. Goes up, goes down, feels perfect, looks great. And as you go on the website, Mugsy.com. you'll notice that it's not just like different shades of blue jeans. Like, I love my blue jeans, but I want something different. So I got like the charcoal gray ones. They look great. You can accessorize much better with them if you're into that sort of stuff. And then there's whole like rainbow color of different versions of Mugsy jeans. So once again, it's Mugsy.com. Use the promo code today. You're going to get 10% off your entire order. And you can leave in the comments, Rose, thanks for hooking me up. My significant other really likes the way I'm looking. Speaking of the Texas Rangers, they had quite the interesting series against the Angels. Uh, I believe it was Friday night when Joe Madden intentionally walked Corey Seeger with the bases loaded when trailing. And the move backfired because at the end of the inning, the Angels were losing six to two. They did end up winning the game. But afterward, Madden was asked about it, and he said, yeah, it backfired. So when you watched it happen, or you found out that it happened, was that kind of a cool moment, or was it a head scratcher? Like Joe, what the hell are you doing, bro?
1: I, I, I think it was more of a head scratcher for me. I, I had the same look as at the outfield when he realized that the bases were loaded. You saw his face right there. <laughs> he, he couldn't freaking believe it when it when it registered. It was like me when I funky me. With Elliot, it was like your brain doesn't process it. And then all of a sudden it does. And you're like, what is going on? But, you know, it's funny. Like this whole situation, they end up winning the game. And everyone's like, oh, what was Madden. You know, was that his magic? And after the game, he said it wasn't so much a baseball move. Because if you really look at it, uh, the pitcher on the mound has been better against lefties than righties. Uh, Mitch Garver uh, has better stats against righties than lefties. Like the whole thing didn't make sense baseball-wise, really. Uh, he said it was a sometimes you had to play the personal side or like you know the emotional side and that's what he wanted to do wanted to spark something in the boys that is all bs that is hindsight knowing he came back in like the eighth inning to win that game if they lose that game can he say the same thing can he say that i I spark their emotion absolutely not so this whole thing is it's bs okay and i'm gonna tell If I saw Joe Madden today, I would tell him the same thing. Like, Joe, you don't really believe that, dude. Like, you won the game not because of that. In fact, you put yourself in a really bad position because that Mitch Garver almost hit a freaking grand slam, dude. Mm -hmm. Like, come on now.
0: So I know that a lot of people that are joining us today live on the AMP app. First of all, thank you very much for hanging with us as we uh, obviously fight through some gremlins. It always happens when you start a new show. Um, with some different technology but we appreciate it and I'm sure a lot of people are going to have something to say and coming up in the back half of the show we want to hear from you about the Joe Madden decision all sorts of other stuff that's going on in the baseball world as far as what I thought at the time you know Madden was the last guy to actually intentionally walk somebody with the bases loaded he was the skipper of the Rays he did it in 2008 we saw Buck Showalter do it to Barry Bonds 20 years ago Um, those were to try and preserve leads this happened in the middle of the game when you were down a run. Like, where are we? Where are we? That is just totally overthinking it. Um, and you mentioned Trout. So not only was Trout thinking, like, what the heck is he doing? He was pointing with his fingers, counting the guys on paces. He's like, one, two. <laughs> that is the best part because it wasn't, it wasn't just he was looking, he was like counting with his. His fingers. <laughs> I wish you didn't know what my- was going on. I know. I really wish that Mike Trout had been mic'd up live with a booth at that time. Hey, Mike, Um, so you're intentionally walking Corey Seager with the bases loaded. Yeah, guys, is there a mute button on this microphone?
1: <laughs> I want to know if anybody went into the office afterwards. Obviously, it's a good atmosphere because you won the game, so like, everyone's happy. You can go into the manager's office and be like, Joe, what? I guarantee Trout walked into the clubhouse afterwards and was like, what are we doing, Joe? Like, come on, man. You know, like someone went in there and made fun of him, you know, because it was a ridiculous move. It just was a ridiculous move. There's no other way around it. I was trying to like be on that inside and be like, oh, there's some strategy there. And then when you, he was in the human element, get out of here, dude. Like, come on. Like, I've had enough of that.
0: And uh, truth be told, I'm a big Joe Madden guy. I really am. I know some people think he's nuts when it comes to the baseball world. You know, having teams show up uh, like it's American Legion ball and take no BP and just kind of show up and do your thing. I had one Cubs player tell me that they won the World Series in 2016 despite Joe Madden's managing. Um, So I've heard it all. I'm a big Joe Madden guy. I'm a believer in what he does. He has won much more than he has lost in his time. Um, he's done some wonderful things and I think he'll continue to do things out in, in Anaheim as long as guys stay healthy. But this was a head scratcher for me. It just, but I had, I, I sit there and laugh. I said, if for no other reason than the Mike Trout image, I just cannot
1: get it out of my head. It's incredible. It's incredible. It's a it's new meme. Like that's a meme. People are going to use when they're confused. Like the Mike Trout meme. Yep. So I guess he got that out yeah. of it.
0: Yeah. So that's a win. Um, finally, as far as, uh, on the YouTube and podcast side of things, Nick Plummer, congratulations. He made his major league debut with the New York Mets on Sunday, pinch hitting. And so, you know, part of the big process when you get up to the show is what sort of walk-up music do you have? And yeah, he wowed the world with this. Yeah, for those of you joining us on the amp app and couldn't hear it that was the mario brothers theme and the place just erupted you hear this huge out of nowhere so thumbs up or thumbs down on the walk up
1: tunes you know what a thumbs up because whatever gets you going and gets you Going, I'm not here to, you know, to shame people on what what gets them off. I don't know. Like, he likes Mario Brothers. Is that like regular Mario? Is that Super Mario? Who? Uh, Nintendo 64 kind of, Mario? Like, what are we doing there? Do you know?
0: No, that kind of took me back to my college days uh, where I used to play in between okay, classes. Okay,
1: so. Yeah. Old yes. Mario. We're talking yes. real old Mario right there. I like it too. You know what? This This is what I think about now everyone has a brand you can brand you can market now who's to say nintendo's not going to come calling and say hey man let's let's do a partnership i don't know if that's what he's thinking of this just gets him right mentally but i dig it do whatever you want do whatever you want with the walk-ups so, on i had bone thugs to led zeppelin to pink floyd i had them all man
0: i'm curious once again the player's name was nick plumber not spelled like a plumber but because know. of mario is that the
1: connection You just blew my mind, baby. No, it has to be, it has to be. Okay. That's awesome. So his players, players weekend Jersey has to be something like third Mario bro or something like that. Right.
0: Yep. Yep. I got it. Um, all right. So for those people that are joining us just on the podcast version, the YouTube version, tell them what you got coming up on John boy media.
1: Uh, directly after this, I will be recapping this weekend series with the boys, uh, talking baseball jimmy jake and bbd Um, and then you and i will be doing this again uh technology hopefully is better tomorrow but uh yeah yeah man every single day we'll be here doing the same thing if you're just enjoying on the youtube app it's everything is staying the same so uh we'll be with you every single day monday through friday what about you
0: uh latest episode of the chris rose rotation is out with lucas giolito we just released the clip where it's probably the funniest eight minute conversation we've had in the history of the Rose rotation, I think now 105 episodes where we talk about Pitchcom, uh, where he talks about how he wants Samuel L Jackson in his head and might actually be able to get him to record. Um, it's excellent, but we, we kind of go everywhere with that. And, uh, a few other places we obviously talk about the whole Kershaw not being able to finish after throwing seven perfect innings. He was very opinionated about it. Um, It was really interesting to get his starting pitcher's take on that. And also, obviously, he gives us a health update and when he might be back throwing on the mound instead of just talking to Chris Rose. So that is all coming your way. So for those of you that are joining us on YouTube and on the podcast, if you have an Apple product, if you have an iPhone, go download the AMP app right now. The code word is baseball today. You can join us live and join the discussion, which all the good people who have been holding patiently for the last 25 minutes are about to do. So go download that. And we will see you here on Tuesday on Baseball Today.